0: Does everybody know what time it is? Well, for dancing the cha cha, I'd say it's 4 4. Oh, God, it's grunt work. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to grunt work. Oh, I still suffered from that cold open, huh? The all-inclusive podcast about the TV show, Home Improvement. I am Landon, the Zen Master Solano, joined always by Truman, I like-a-do the cha-cha caps. <laughs> I need a more streamlined nickname. <laughs> oh, uh, I felt like this time, you know, we'd go for like an actual... You know, Tim takes a little dig at Al when he does his things. Yeah, yeah, you no, know, I I, and I feel you that. know I, feel that. I I did that with a preemptive guilt of like, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a dig at Truman. But now after that cold open, no. <laughs> I I don't have that ounce of guilt. My mother made me that nickname. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Truman, it's good to see you, buddy. It's
1: good to see you too, Landon. I'm sorry, I'm sorry that you got a little frostbite from our
0: cold open there.
1: <laughs> but uh but otherwise, how are you doing?
0: Uh I I'm doing good. Um I sometimes peruse this thing called the internet. I've I've heard. Have about you heard it? Of it? It's there's I, I, a lot there.
1: Yeah, no, I read about it in a
0: uh, in a book at a library in an yeah. encyclopedia. Yes. Um. So you know, every once in a while, I am always looking for you know news and updates about the cast of Home Improvement. You know, we we you know I'd like to put some production value, although value really isn't <laughs> and production production facts. Yeah. News. I don't know. Uh, get some content for this show. There you go. Uh, I found, <laughs> I found uh, an article from this year um, from decider.com uh, that is titled, Mom Power. Okay. Home Improvement's Jill is the best sitcom mom of all time. All right. Now, this I can agree with. I decide <laughs> that this is a good article. <laughs> this is written by Brett White. Um He goes through, you know, with a lot of the same points that we have made on this show uh, about her being funny and um, having a realness to her. He even makes the Francis Fisher uh, correlation. Mm -hmm. Um, This is just a really kind of a a fun, uh, I wouldn't say vindication, but uh, justification or or, or validation is the word I was looking for, that, uh, you know, we're not... Um, we're not too jaded here. That we we there are more people than us that love Jill Taylor. We're we're not we're not the only uh Patricia Richardson diehard fans. Out <laughs> yeah, exactly. There. Uh, is is it a super long
1: article? Is he telling people come on and watch Home Improvement and see this this great example? Is... Yeah,
0: kind of. Um, you know she's he. Well, I, okay, I, I'm gonna pull back. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll fess up here. Yeah, I, I got about halfway through this article and then I I I got distracted. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> By another. Article on the, 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 you know on the on a little sidebar, yeah, like the little clickbaity stuff. Oh, and it was well, what? It's like dentists hate this man, or was it something <laughs> about? Was it something about home loan? No, rates? it's it's within the but uh, the twenty best boobs, the ten worst sex scenes of all time. Oh
1: shit! Okay. <laughs> Uh, all due respect to Patricia Richardson, what is the number one worst
0: sex scene of all time? Well,
1: can you? I bet you can guess a few. Uh, Watchmen. Watchmen is number one. <laughs> oh, okay, guys. Thank you for listening to Grunt Work. We'll be back next week because I just won. Um, okay, that's also number one in the worst uses of Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. Um, got other bad sex scenes. Uh, is there, Are any James Bond movies on that list?
0: Uh, no, but I bet you can guess at least one more. Oh, man. Um, Oh, The Room. The Room is number 10.
1: Oh, The Room is number 10. Yeah. Okay, point of order. Uh, The Watchmen sex scene is certainly worse than The Room sex scene, but it's not 10 points worse. (laughs) The Room could be number two or number three because you actually see a lot of nudity from people
0: you don't want to see nude. Well, the one that's right above The Room is uh, Howard the Duck, which I would put close to number one. It's not a full sex scene. But, but it's very uncomfortable the one sex scene that is not on this list that i am shocked about if you're going to do a list of the top 10 worst sex scenes of all time yeah why you are obligated to put in <laughs> the pool sex scene from showgirls oh
1: god where there's just it's all splashing water it's and
0: the in my personal opinion the worst sex scene that there is uh to, and it's great it's it's really it's saying something that in a movie like
1: Showgirls in a movie that long and that bad that you can point to one thing and say <laughs> This is the worst yes, I mean that's that's really impressive uh it really is <laughs> that, that that movie truly is the Lawrence of Arabia of shit movies. <laughs> like just in terms of
0: length and scale. Yeah, I there is I can appreciate it on a campy level, um but you know, I'm not going to put it on <laughs> every, you know, I got other other ways of personal release, if you want to put it that way. This has been Grunt Work After Dark. I <laughs> know. Uh, wow. I, that was a very strange, uh, turn for us. Yeah, I,
1: yeah, Patricia Richardson took us down a dark <laughs> path, We started with, like, the wholesome best sitcom mom, and then it got us
0: into, Yeah, uh, but, you know, we've spoken many times. She has, as, you know, you like to, to do a play on words, she has a, a Randy streak in her. Uh, certainly, certainly <laughs> she does.
1: She, certainly she does. It suits, that's really, that's
0: what makes their relationship work. Uh, indeed. So, um... But we did, we watched uh, an episode of Home Improvement this week. Yeah, we did. As we do every week. Pretty, pretty much, pretty much. Um, so, yeah.
1: let's, you can hear by the sound in our voices <laughs> that this maybe wasn't another one of our favorite episodes. But, you know, I'll give you a synopsis. Yeah. And then we'll get into this. Now it's time for the, <laughs> oh, the mouth farting is back. The synopsis. As an anniversary gift, Tim decides to take ballroom dancing lessons with Jill. But when Tim's boorish behavior in class winds up severely injuring their instructor, Jill is furious that Tim can't take anything she likes seriously. But with a little help from Wilson, Tim learns how to dance and successfully sweeps Jill right off of her feet. Meanwhile, Brad, Randy, and Mark play pranks with whipped cream, and Tim receives a major award on tool time. So, I'm gonna say this right now, I'm just gonna say <laughs> let's just go let's just get in it
0: yeah, I'm just uh, do you want do you wanna say your thing before guessing the title, or do you want to guess the title no,
1: I should guess the title first okay,
0: the title of this episode is you should be dancing <laughs> I like that because it that's plays a... into the disco exactly. yeah, 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 uh again, I like your episode title better than theirs, um though wait, there's wait, 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 other option cha 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 changes also great yeah this is not a bad title though okay okay dances with tools (laughs) okay that's good
1: (laughs) that's good that's good my hat goes off to you for that one tool time that's home improvement that's a good uh, it's a good name (laughs) um okay what's your thing
0: that's my thing you know bring it on the table let's do this
1: i'm i'm okay just picture me standing up i don't have to i
0: can see you sitting down right now
1: Uh, well okay well close your eyes and picture me standing up spinning my chair around, uh-huh. sitting sitting down, like, with my legs on either side you're, Oh,
0: you're pulling an AC Slater.
1: I, I'm taking off my baseball cap. I'm putting it on backwards. Guys, let's be real. Let's wrap. Let's wrap here. Uh, I think it was season one, maybe, when I first speculated that there might come a point when we notice that the show isn't as good as it used to, like, that the show is getting worse <laughs> and that we stop liking it as much. Uh-huh. I'm not saying that point is here. But I really found this episode like like it's not I don't enjoy, the last couple haven't been as good as they were before, and I'm really scared that the show might be taking a header already. Do I, you but,
0: do you know what I'm about to say? What are you about to say? I said it last week. I'll uh, say it again this week. You're
1: blaming the directing. Again? I
0: sort of thunder. Andy, I mean you said it yourself that the last couple episodes have not been up to snuff. And the last couple episodes have been directed by Andy Cadiff. I think I called him Cardiff last week. I got confused by Jack Cardiff, the famous cinematographer. Oh, of course, <laughs> happens to the best of us. Uh, Andy Kadiff, um has taken over the reins, and my, I, my, I'm not blaming it all on him. I'm, I think maybe I'll blame it more on just the schisms that are created when you have a new creative coming into an already established. You know, uh, place especially when you have you know big egos I, on the yes, set. Certainly, it's, you know, I, I, I'm gonna it, Tim Tim Allen has a big ego. I'm gonna just say it. I'm not gonna mince words. Yeah, that's that's good. Well, you minced sounds for a while there. <laughs> I did. I had to build up my confidence. Yeah, so. use your slap
1: chop and mince up those words. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like. I will. I will agree. That is probably the most likely thing, and the directing plays a role. But I've really just noticed the last couple episodes. I'm watching the show, and Tim is doing stuff and getting huge laughs, and I'm looking at it like, why? Like, I'm disturbed that the audience for the show, <laughs> right, is treating of... Tim as the good guy because yeah, he seems to be the bad guy. Like, he I'm, is very much so. I'm not rooting for Tim. Like, Tim. Is is so so like so much of his behavior? It is it is disturbing to me, and I'm almost thinking like maybe this is why the world is fucked up now. That all these people were watching this then, getting it normalized <laughs> for them, and now they're all you know walking around.
0: Truman, Landon, Truman, Landon. I just developed a theory while you were saying that. Okay, a this whole new. Th- we haven't had a theory in a long time. I know because the show hasn't been given us much to work with. Give me give me your theory, dude. This is a Jill theory. Which we have not had yet. Yeah, the big Jill theory. This might be a little too closely uh, similar to Roseanne, but hear me out. Jill is working for a magazine. Yes. She right now is in the research department. What if this show is actually from her perspective? And it's told as flashbacks, stories of my marriage... As she has risen in the ranks of this this publication, she is now uh, a contributing feature article writer, yeah uh writing about my husband, my kids, my home life. This is what I had to endure. this is what my particular story was she she's like a kind of midwestern Carrie Bradshaw, if you will <laughs> yeah, exactly without the narration <laughs> so so like
1: this home improvement is just a series of flashbacks. That we don't know are being written by Jill. Yes. And then last scene of the last episode, we pull out of Jill's computer, she finishes writing her final column, like cracks her knuckles, and then the door opens, and her wife has shown up because she was a lesbian (laughs) all along. And this is about her
0: discovering that really, you shouldn't just bother with men, even slightly. (laughs) And that uh, came about during Tommy Westfall's uh, puberty years. (laughs) You know, Tommy, Tommy Westfall had a very progressive sex ed teacher
1: uh, in school who, who taught him about uh, homosexuality and the like, and he incorporated <laughs> that into his snow globe. Yes. He's, there's a rainbow in his snow globe now. <laughs> uh, I, I'd buy that because in this episode, I just, I was looking at it and like, if I, if I were one of the other people in that dance class, I would have looked at Tim and Jill and been like, hmm, maybe we should call it. They seem like they're uh, kind of rotten from the inside there. <laughs>
0: Yeah, a little bit. There's a lot about that dance scene, but let's let's not dangle this in front of our listeners' uh, ears. Are their ear faces? Ear faces. <laughs> their ear faces. Their
1: are That's that part is of the
0: face. That is a technical term for a uh, podcaster. Uh, Ke- oh, podcaster. Like yep. Kevin Costner. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Costner is a podcaster. He has the Kevin Costner podcast. Nope. Fuck it. Well, hey, delete well, all that. This is already called Dances with Tools. <laughs> there you go and we um, are the tools let's <laughs> that is not uh not too far off let's go into a deep dive yes I, that's that's the diving, the diving board, board.
1: <laughs> like, we synchronized when we do our sound effects but not what the sound effects are uh first and <laughs> foremost, we're harmonizing
0: we're like uh
1: the beach boys of bad sound effects or the manhattan transfer if you will <laughs> i don't want this episode to be I, it, it still looks like it's recording so awesome. that's all i can say so okay, first things first. Yeah. Uh, it, when this episode starts, mm-hmm. the Grunt Creep has wings and antennae, and I think eyes, and it's flying through the screen. Yes.
0: like a fly. It is. Um. What? Okay. So the Grunt Creep is what sort of creature that can morph... He he is a shapeshifter. An anamorph, I yeah. suppose? I guess so, yeah. Because he has taken many forms at this point. Yeah. And will take many more. Yeah, I mean, really, this is only the beginning. <laughs> I mean, I think it, it's just now learned that it can morph uh, different things. But you know who else can shapeshift? Uh, and who else is a mischievous trickster? Uh, I've mentioned Jesus. it in the... <laughs>
1: <Right>. The Grunt <laughs> creep is a God. <laughs> well, no, the Grunt Creep is Wilson's son. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. I uh, know who, who who takes uh, Loki. Oh, yes, from uh, yeah, yeah, the bad guy from the Avengers. Yeah, or Norse mythology. Yeah, <laughs> but yes, yeah. <laughs> um, so you're saying that the Grunt Creep is the trickster god who uh, is mm-hmm. maybe the Grunt Creep is orchestrating all of these comic situations on uh, on the show to uh, uh, I don't know teach the tailors lessons about themselves. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think that works. that's what I'm saying. Okay, I agree with what you're saying. <laughs> uh, so Tim is fast asleep on the couch. Uh, he swats the swats the oh, the, yeah. the
0: grunt creep away like he's a little fly.
1: Yes. Uh, so clearly the grunt creep is real. Uh, <laughs> the boys see that he's asleep, so they come running in. They unzip their father's pants. And a
0: very awkward moment.
1: And yes. And then they spray a bunch of shaving cream into his hand, and then they
0: tickle his... They tie his shoelaces together. Oh, right, right, that too. Each boy has one job. Yeah. (laughs) Brad Brad drew the short straw. (laughs) And had to get the pants. Yeah. No,
1: he's the oldest. He's the best equipped to handle what he can see to... Nope, not Short straw, equipped, you know, there's a lot of Ikea jokes here. Oh, God. (laughs) <laughs> well, assemble at your own risk. <laughs> yeah. Uh and and yeah, anyway. Uh so they tickle his nose, Tim hits himself in the face with the shaving cream. This must be the first time that prank has ever been done
0: because the laugh it gets from the audience is, is monumental. Just huge. It's so big. And I really thought that it wasn't going to happen. That, that they would that they would Cuz it's it it's somehow. such a tried out or played out uh uh joke prank. That, like, was happening in the 50s. Yeah. That, like, in 1993, they thought that they could pull this off. And is is seeing someone with whipped cream on their face that funny? I, I, I feel like it's the sort of thing that would be really funny in, like, a silent film
1: or, like, a slapstick Laurel and Hardy comedy. Within
0: context of the time it came out, right? Yeah,
1: like, like in a, in a time period when people were, were so much more proper and would, like, you know, wear a suit to go do everything and dress <laughs> right. for dinner, the idea of having shaving cream all over your face is a funny social faux pas. But on a show where Tim is constantly, like, hurting himself and blowing things up, and running around covered in motor oil him having delicious whipped cream on his face is hardly even an inconvenience
0: yeah and his pants fall down when he tries to get up to go chase them and like every single step of the way it feels like i mean looney tunes was doing that back in the 40s and and more and and it was funnier when they did it too yeah. you burnt
1: <laughs> uh I, I will say that I appreciated the stagecraft of when Tim stands up, his pants fall down almost immediately as though there was a length of fishing line tied to them and some unlucky PA whose job was to pull Tim Allen's pants down.
0: Coincidentally, that PA's name was Brad. <laughs> and this scene, there is not much that happens. The reason the boys are doing this is because uh, Tim did something in a pillow fight the night before. Yes. That is as ominous as it comes. That's all of the information we get. Tim did something in a pillow fight the night before. And as he chases
1: them out, he says something about, you guys better look out, I'm going to get more of that Tabasco, which I guess is a reference to last week, putting Tabasco in ice cream.
0: I like Tabasco sauce. I do too. I'm not not hurting. I'm going to tell you, I've had some uh, habanero ice cream, and it is delicious. So... I think... If it's vanilla ice cream, I think that the uh, creaminess would
1: actually cut the Tabasco nicely, yeah. and the vinegar would enhance the other flavors of the vanilla.
0: <laughs> and that's just me, a white dude, recommending how to eat your vanilla ice cream. <laughs> I'm going to put Tabasco on my next uh, next bowl. Mm. Um, but that gives us one of the more uh, disturbing transitions we've had.
1: I'm trying to remember what the... Oh, yes, the... the- the big the big splooge. The big gob of white stuff flying at the camera and going <clears throat> and sliding
0: down the lens.
1: Yeah, uh yeah. It was a simpler, more innocent time. You know, people <laughs> back then probably fully fifty percent of people didn't even know what a semen
0: joke was. Yeah, but you know, semen has existed since the dawn of time. Has it though? Well, dawn of man. Yeah. That's, supposedly. <laughs> yeah. That that wasn't something
1: that was there at the Big Bang, I suppose. <laughs> Uh, yeah, nice. yeah, it, that would not have passed muster today. I mean, again, this is because there wasn't 4chan at the time to <laughs> turn, I mean, I think that's really what it is, is the internet turned every, mm. like, it just made it so everything that even looked slightly like jizz flying at something yeah. could become jizz flying at
0: something. Yeah, that's true. So, hey, so think about that. Think about it. We go into the theme song. <laughs> go into the theme song. Right? I have a I have a comment about the theme
1: song. Jesus, man. Dude, you, mine, mine deeper and deeper into this theme song. What did you learn this week? I, we
0: have four more seasons. Five, six, seven... I don't know. Where are we right now? I, we're I, season, had a, we're, I think you said it's had a we're at
1: a We're at the point when season two has jumped the shark, I think, yeah.
0: is where we're at. Um, okay, so we start this theme song. Tim Allen is pounding the wall uh, with his sledgehammer, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um First a question to you. Yeah, what do you think he's on the ground floor or the second story? I want to say ground floor. You want to say ground floor. Okay, just because I
1: you know Because you can kind of see everything else around him outside mm. the house, and it doesn't look like he's elevated, right?
0: There's no roof on it. Okay He busts through the wall, and then Jill looks through much in the same way that they did in bubble, bubble, bubble and toilet, toilet and in Trouble. trouble. God. <laughs> Maybe we should just do the rest of the podcast just watching that episode, because that one won't let us down. Um, Which makes me believe that it's on the second story, but regardless, you cannot put up walls without a roof, and there's no roof on this, so I'm calling this out as, uh, you know, I I don't know much about construction, but I know that much. Okay, but again, you don't take issue with him attaching
1: propellers that, even though they face forward, make the house go up. And not just
0: drag it <laughs> front ways along the well, lawn and he's run got over the balloons the to lift it. And the propellers balloons? move it. Are there balloons? I think they're balloons. I
1: thought it was just propellers. Uh, You've got some
0: up shit going on with this. <laughs> maybe. Maybe I'm mixing my, uh, my Disney shows. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. T- yeah. Tim Allen was not in up. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I'll, I'll give him the... I'll, I'll concede to that. Okay, good. Um, I'm glad I could defend the honor of the Home Improvement opening credits. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we see Brad again. Do you think Brad's going to look at us next season? i hope i hope he never stops it i can't remember if he joy. did in the first season
1: i it's this like based on how young mark is i'm pretty sure that well although patricia richardson is not pregnant anymore so no, she has a new haircut
0: I, they definitely re-recorded it mm,
1: yeah i don't know i honestly i can't even guess every time i try and predict anything about the show <laughs> i'm
0: proven wrong uh, but every time he's he he looks at us he steals one of my secrets <laughs>
1: You're running out of secrets. I know now. you're pretty. Oh, no, I got plenty.
0: Okay, good.
1: <laughs> Killed a man down south once. Uh, so we get back from the opening credits. Yeah, we're in the kitchen. We're in the kitchen. Uh, there's just some general stuff. Like Mark is reading from a joke book or a riddle
0: book. Yeah, which I you know I realize I'm taking a very overly critical tone with this episode and last week. There's a lot to pick apart. But There's a lot to These pick have apart. Not been great. Mark is reading from a joke book. He reads the joke. We don't get the punchline. Thanks for giving me joke blue balls. (laughs) It says, he says, what has eight legs and liver spots? And Tim
1: goes, I don't know, but I think I married her. And then Jill says something that isn't, I want a divorce. And then, (laughs) but then they just go on with the scene and we never get an answer to Mark's question. And Mark having a joke book never comes up again in the, in the episode. So it's just like they put that there just, just for one shot at Jill. So what does have eight
0: legs and liver spots? Well, Do you know this answer? No, I was just looking it up, and um, I don't think it's a real joke, because the thing that popped up when I searched this is the script to this episode. <laughs> you are joking me. <laughs> I am not joking you. So, um, so the script to this episode has eight legs and liver spots? <laughs> cut to the kitchen. Tim and the boys are having breakfast. Jill comes downstairs. Good morning. Morning, hon. Morning. Mark reads from a riddle book. What is green and has eight legs and liver spots? I don't know, but I think I married her. Ha 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 With all eight legs kicking and screaming. That's so, good. Tim, do you know the special event we have coming up next week? Wait, are we just going to keep going with this? <laughs> no, I'm done there, no. but,
1: like, this is... That's wild. You, see, you can get all these scripts online, and they're indexable, too, huh? So, there's that. Uh, Jill is, as, as read in the script, Jill is alluding to a special event coming up. Sure enough, it's her and Tim's anniversary. Yeah. Uh, and she's not taking any chances this year. She no. knows who she's married to. Mm-hmm. She tells, uh, Tim, I picked out a lovely sweater that I want. I put it on hold down at the, at the sweater mart. All you have <laughs> to do is go and pick it up and pay for it. And uh, Tim, you know, Tim bristles a little bit at the fact that Jill uh, isn't even letting him try and pick something, but then is also kind of overjoyed that he doesn't have to do the work.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, and then after she goes upstairs... Which is, well, uh, taking, uh, you know, uh, a note from what you said earlier about, like, people should be calling Tim out on this stuff. Yeah. Because that moment there alone, I mean, it's presented in a way that's jokey and you don't think about it, but on this, uh, the reality of that is... He's bitching and complaining, and then is also taking the reward from it. So he's having it both ways.
1: Yeah. He wants to both have the opportunity to criticize his wife for doing this thing. He wants to criticize his wife for reacting to the fact that she has an incompetent husband who doesn't know how to get gifts or remember holidays. And then on top of that, uh, he is still, like, super excited about it and not feeling any sort of guilt or (laughs) self-reflection, at least... Not right away, not until the boys help him find what his gift
0: is. Yeah, right, uh, which is the steering wheel to a Mario Andretti uh, racing car yeah. that she'll has hidden in the top shelf of the broom closet. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, that's a strange place to hide something in the middle of...
1: The house. The house. <laughs> and... Yeah, and Brad. Uh, Brad is the one who shows them where it mm-hmm. is, and Brad tells him that apparently she wrote to the Andretti brothers right yeah. after they were on tool time and asked them for it. So yeah. it's a nice little, nice little callback.
0: And I, I do. <laughs> we're gonna. This is, I'm just gonna be dragging this episode through the the dirt, if, and it's gonna take forever if I keep doing it. But I do want to point out that they did the same joke for the anniversary episode last year. Or actually, no, it was for Jill's birthday last year. That uh, Tim asks the kids, oh yeah, I remember our anniversary, and then he's like, well, our anniversary's on, what day is it? And yeah. Randy goes, it's on Friday.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 and he goes, ah, it's Friday, and she yeah. says, no, it's Saturday. Yeah, and it was the same joke that they did last year. I, I wrote that down, too, but I almost like that that that's just like a super, super specific running gag <laughs> where Randy tells Tim either Friday or Saturday for what is the important day and Tim always gets it wrong. <laughs> I hope that they, they make that more of a thing. But... Like if that comes back every season, I'll forgive this one part. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Tim sees this gift and is so taken aback at how great it is. It's like, well, I can't just get Jill this thing she picked out for herself. And so he decides, okay, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to take her out dancing and we're going to get some ballroom dancing lessons too before we go dancing. Cause she's always yeah. wanted to do this.
0: And I want to do this for her. Yeah. He's going to make uh, reservations at a place called the Excalibur. Yes. Which actually exists. Oh, really? Yeah. It's in Vegas. It's one of the the worst uh, hotels there, I think. (laughs) Is it? Oh, this one is in Southfield, Michigan, uh, which is not too far from Hamtramck, um, which is what we're assuming they live. They haven't explicitly said that yet, but it's on uh, Franklin Road. Oh. Uh, It is a ballroom dance thing, so... A very specific Michigan reference. And and a very successful restaurant that's still in business now. Yeah, uh, unless it went up after the fact,
1: but... Uh, uh, yeah, because there were so many people calling around uh, Hamtramck asking, like, where is this Excalibur <laughs> place? I want to take my wife out, like, in the Home Improvement. <laughs> in the Home Improvement. Do you, you think it's like how the exterior location that they used for the bar on Cheers later turned into Cheers because yeah, Cheers was so popular? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm picturing They just here. went and they built
0: Excalibur. <laughs> um... And there's also an ad here for Happy's Pizza, which may be the pizzeria that the kids got thrown out of. <laughs> Happy Happy Pete's Pizza Pagoda or something. Uh yeah, I don't know. Um doesn't matter. It's all on Yelp. You can find it. Yeah,
1: I'm sure the writers of the show were looking at yelp.com too when they were writing these. <laughs> uh so he he announces to Jill this plan that they're going to they're going to go to Excalibur for a night of dinner and dancing, but but first he's going to take
0: her to a bunch of ballroom dancing lessons they can both really learn how to cut a rug yeah and she's Uh, gonna love it so much that she's gonna want to please him with uh chocolate syrup you you when you
1: see my gift you'll want to cover me in chocolate syrup and thank me in weird and unusual ways which i mean the first thing that i thought of i don't know why this is what my mind went to it's like is she gonna like leave him out in the sun and let ants crawl all over him (laughs) Because
0: I don't know that that's thanking, but that is weird and unusual. Uh, it is weird and unusual, and probably deserving. Because why why pose that as something that you will be receiving? Like it's all about I will do for you, for the reward that I will receive. You know, and and listen, folks. I'm going to turn my chair around again
1: and do the thing with my hat. Listen, folks. Let's be real. Uh, I'm a red blooded heterosexual man, despite everything about me that might suggest otherwise. <laughs> Uh, and when I think about something really sexy and alluring, I don't think about being covered in chocolate syrup Nothing about <laughs> being covered in chocolate syrup makes me want to fuck It just makes me want to take a shower and then and not like a sexy one like a very furious scrubby one So I'm not a sticking. chocolate shower God, no, that's even worse. <laughs> you fight fire with fire not fight chocolate with chocolate Well, no yeah, to each their own <laughs> <laughs> also, Fight Chocolate with Chocolate could be, like, the subtitle to a sequel to Shaft. It's also my favorite Metallica song. <laughs> it's also... Is it a book, Like Water for Chocolate? Or is that, like, Water for Elephants? <laughs> well, both are a thing. Um, like, I don't know. We we have, we have free-associated ourselves into the dumbest corner yet. <laughs> it's true. Um, uh, so, anyway, Jill is overjoyed at the thought of going to these ballroom dancing lessons and then and then we get a really weird transition we get a dancing woman in a, okay you know if you've ever texted with any woman at all you've seen several thousand times the uh, dancing girl in a red dress emoji
0: uh i mean I, I i use that oh okay or or guys or guys this is though i've upgraded to the disco dancer there's a disco dancer emoji yeah.
1: Spe- speaking of disco dancing by this point in the episode which is basically the First commercial, almost. Yeah. Tim has disco danced three times already. And just like, and, and it's just pulling that joke out again and again yeah. of him like pointing at the ceiling, pointing at his belt, which he's done in other episodes, too. Yeah. And it just doesn't have a lot of comedy juice. Which,
0: not to crack this open, because it really doesn't deserve it. But is that joke that he's aware of how unhip that is? And that's the joke? That he he's like saying, I know this is unhip, and I'm going to do it as a laugh, or is he actually thinking he's hip and doing it in the face of... uh, I'm going to say that he is doing it...
1: uh, He is he is doing it to make, to like goof on the fact that he's doing it because Tim's whole thing, especially in this episode is that he can't take anything seriously. Right. And he doesn't want to show unabashed interest or appreciation for something. right? So I think based, and also kind of based on the look that you, man, if you guys could see my face right now, you would get it
0: so much. It's like a serious joke face.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly, he's kind of like, he's kind of like squinting his eyes and pushing out his cheeks. Like, (laughs) yeah. And, uh, Honestly, it's just, Tim does not strike me as the guy who would even have been into disco in the 70s. He strikes me as one of the guys who'd be like, disco sucks. It's for, like, women and gay people. Hard rock (laughs) music is what's great. Uh, He'd be the guy going to the (laughs) disco demolition night in Chicago and uh, rioting on the field and drinking
0: 10-cent beers. You'd be proven wrong, though. He was a big Air Supply fan. (laughs) (laughs) Not disco, but he's really into that AM radio. That, That bizarre transition takes us into the the dancing lessons. Yes. And oh boy is this a scene. It, it, it yeah, this scene made me very uncomfortable. There there is a dance floor in the middle that, you know, as a dance floor wouldn't have much scenery involved, but would also believe that there is no scenery there because it has all been chewed on and eaten. <laughs> 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 tim was Tim was peckish that day. he was, was not teething. he was going through his you know midlife crisis teething phase. He's a scenery beaver. If he doesn't <laughs> chew on the scenery, his teeth will grow too long and he'll die um, uh, before we go too far, I, I feel like I haven't taken a second to um talk about the character actors uh, we, oh, yeah. we really haven't had many no um, but we we have a I wouldn't call her a legend, but she's been around for a very long time yeah Miss uh, Ann Miller. Is taking the role of Miss Kimi, Ke- uh, the uh, the dance instructor. You may remember her from such uh, musicals as Kiss Me, Kate, uh, oh. On the Town. She was also oh, in You Can't Take It With You. Wait, who was she in On the Town? I have never seen it, so I don't know. What, is it on the? I, was she Miss Turnstiles?
1: I'm sorry to disrupt your whole thing, but we'll, we'll just make this it. episode go on. Uh, no, it's okay. It's uh, she was, was. She the cab driver. I watched I watched on the town with my
0: parents over the holidays. Oh, gotcha. Uh, Claire Hudson.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I don't really remember the character's name. Man, we're bad at this shit. <laughs> uh,
0: I will tell you what I know her from. Okay, what do you most. know her from? Uh, I mean, I know her from. Uh, you can't take it with you, but the film I know her most from. Mm-hmm. She played the the gossipy landlord in Mulholland Drive.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. That's, uh, wait, is she the one, is she the one who's renting the place to the girl yeah. who's on the run? Yeah. Wow. And so she went from, so she, there is life beyond home
0: improvement. <laughs> there is life beyond home improvement uh for all of us. <laughs> even, even you and me, Truman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after the four and a half year mark comes and goes, we will continue to go. Uh... But that's, uh, that's really cool that, that they got an
1: actual, like, song and dance lady right. in this. And then that that she could go on from this to be in an acclaimed, weird-ass uh, David Lynch movie. Playing
0: a character in Hollywood who knows about old Hollywood. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and there was probably a deleted scene in Mulholland Drive where she talks about home improvement. <laughs> I honestly, I really hope that David Lynch is the yeah. next weird thing
0: he does is just <laughs> reshoot every episode of Home Improvement. But with, like cows or oh something oh my god uh, i'm a big david lynch fan i would love to see that experiment i i am
1: a small david lynch fan in that i really re- like respect that he's doing him and mm-hmm. is not letting society tell him how to be but i also just i tr- i really want to like his stuff but it's just like i, I like the coen brothers hit that kind of hat like they're they're they have weird characters and weird dialogue yeah. but the plots actually make some sense to yeah, me.
0: Right. yeah right No, i get it that's what i got we're we're just avoiding talking about this this dance scene. this dance scene. Okay, so do you want to start? Do you want to lead? Uh, do, 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 does anyone?
1: <laughs> so you take the lead. T- so they're at this dance studio. There are a, are a few other couples there. There's this dance instructor who's kind of taking the lead, and it's just t- Tim is just being. Have you ever been in in a group setting and one of your friends is there and your friend is just like not in the right mood for the situation yeah. or something and you're like embarrassed to be seen with your friend Yeah. and you're like you're looking at all the other people and they're thinking they think that I'm like this person just because I'm with them. I felt embarrassed to be <laughs> watching the show Tim was on. I felt like I felt like the instructor and the extras in the scene were looking at me and Landon watching and going like what you guys brought him here? What's going <laughs> We're trying to have a dance
0: lesson. Sure, but you are responsible for Tim's actions.
1: <laughs> oh God, I know it's, my guilt is out of control. <laughs> They're also looking at us and going, "Like, what are those weird fold-up computers on your laps?" <laughs> uh, I, like, I, I don't have a lot of beat-by-beat notes for this because it made yeah. me like it was just upsetting. But like, she is the instructor is dancing, and Tim is just like making snide jokes about the dance moves that she's doing. Yeah, he's like kind of cruelly mocking it. Like at one point. Like, Jill is a natural dancer. Tim is not very right. good. And so at one point, the, the dance instructor wants to demonstrate some new step. So she has Jill go out because Jill's so great. She pairs Jill up with this other guy there yeah. who's there with his wife. Although this guy, based on the way he dances and kind of the way he looks, I would assume that maybe his wife is just a very close female friend who's helping <laughs> him cover for some things. And uh, so Jill and this, and this other guy are dancing out there. And, you know, they're doing a good job and they're dancing mm-hmm. and they're getting into the moment. And the instructor is saying, like, go, oh, really, emote, give yourself over to the music. And Tim is kind of in the dance, in the background, just like making his dumb jokey
0: mock, face. Mock dancing,
1: yeah. Yeah, and flailing his arms around and kind of, just, like, at one point, he, he says something, he's talking to another guy there. Yeah,
0: I, I have a lot of notes about this. Yeah. Uh, because, so, like has been set up, uh, you know, uh, every episode or so. Um, someone recognizes Tim from Tool Time. Yeah, and he'll will come over and they'll bond over, you know, masculine stuff. Sometimes Tim's into it. Sometimes he's not. In a moment like this, where it aids him in a distraction from something he doesn't want to be doing. Yeah, uh, he's into it. Yeah, and so he kind of bonds with this guy, uh, who also is there because of his wife. And what this guy says is, he's there because uh, his wife promised if he goes, she'll shave. <sighs> And I was Did ready to you scratch your beard right then on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was ready to just let that go at like 90s mentality, whatever. Uh, but then this sidebar between Tim and this guy becomes so hyper masculine that it really began to bother me. Yeah. Because, you know, as you said, Tim is mocking the dancing of this. Uh, and he, I wish I had written down what he says, but. Oh, yeah, I did. He says – he he leans over to this new friend of his and he goes, I'd like to see him try that on a construction site. Exactly. And it's like, what the – that factors into dancing – I mean, anybody dancing on a construction site would just be out of place. The fact that this guy who happens to be a good dancer dancing on a construction site – I mean, none of that makes any sense and it's purely there just to bring – Bring dancing down a notch. I bring yeah, an effeminate guy down a notch. To bring anything that's not the the ideal of manhood. Yeah. To to set that aside, cast it aside.
1: Like the only way that would have been okay is if the very next scene is Tim walking past a construction site and he sees a guy riveting and elbows
0: like Al or whatever and goes, I'd "Like to see him do that on a cha-cha dance floor?" I, am I right? I'm willing to bet the K&B construction guys have worked out a way to dance while they're they're <laughs> constructing.
1: I mean, ser- seriously, who is Tim? Oh, I mean, like we've seen Tim and and Al dance on set at tool time <laughs> to music made by power tools. Yes. Who are you to look down your nose on dancing, Tim? Oh yeah, yeah y- I mean, look, I don't look, I don't like dancing. Uh, I'm not the sort of person who would go in for ballroom dance lessons. If I were to do it, if I were there feeling uncomfortable, not being good at it, not liking it, I would just suffer through it. I wouldn't try yeah. and ruin it for everyone else like Tim is. But all throughout, like Tim says that line, I'd like to see him do that on the on the uh, construction site, and it gets a big laugh from everyone, as though, as though Tim is some bold truth teller <laughs> who who is really sticking it to the thousand year old, thou, many thousand year old oh, traditions man. of dance.
0: Truman, I, I'm feeling weird about taking this very sharp critical turn towards the show, but I feel like you know we're we're this is part of the job. You know, we're, here's the thing.
1: We're not getting after it because it's corny or it's cheesy or because it's dated. I mean, look, yeah. I, I complain a lot about the transitions, especially in the past. But I, 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 to the best of my knowledge, when I complain about the transitions, it's always like, but the episode was great. Are these transitions? But haha, ha, this was funny and it was yeah. fun. Like the thing for all of its cheesiness and corniness and, and occasional and increasingly frequent tone deafness Home Improvement is a fun show to watch yes. when it's at its best. It's enjoyable. You smile and laugh, and you... I don't need to explain to you what being happy is.
0: <laughs> I, I could use a few no. refresher okay. courses. Well,
1: we'll sit, we'll sit down after the okay. podcast. Great, great. More sitting. Oh, no, yeah, I know. That's what we need. That's the key to <laughs> happiness is not moving around much, believe me. Uh, but, like, it's at least fun to watch, and you like being with these people, and that's yeah. what a sitcom should be. This episode and the last one, I don't like being around Tim. Yeah. I don't enjoy him. He's the bad guy and I feel bad for everyone around him that they have this horrible person in their midst. It's, it's like, you know, now in the past couple years, we've had shows like, uh, we've had shows like Bojack Horseman or kind of, it's always sunny that sort of revolve around this idea of, well, what if the protagonists are actively bad and they're, Mm -hmm. they're hurting the people around them and you don't want them to succeed or, you know, some variation on that. Like this episode specifically, at times, Tim seems like a character on It's Always Sunny with the way that he's casually laughing about. <laughs> yeah. I, the, the dance scene ends with the instructor pulling him out on the floor.
0: Yeah, and, and a very big physical comedy bit that they and apparently the audience thought was incredibly funny. Uh, the instructor pulls Tim out on the floor. Because she's seen him clown. Yeah, and she's like, okay, well, you know, funny guy, we'll we'll see how you do. Yeah. Uh, just follow my lead. And so she's like, okay, now turn me, now turn me. And da-da-da, da da And then she goes, okay, now really turn me in this one. And he, he does. And, there, you know, Tim's flailing all over the dance floor while he's doing this, and the audience is eating it up. And then he flails her, and she goes spinning out of the room in one of a – piece of physical comedy bits that just does not work, because she's literally on her feet. She can stop herself at any given moment, but It's not like she's a trained dancer or something. (laughs) It's not like the floor has oil on it that she is slipping into the next room. She literally just dances herself into the next room, and then there was this big sound effect of a crash and a piano... Keys going, yeah. you know, and that that's how the, the, the scene goes, and, and, and that's, I'm not happy with it. And
1: that's why they banned dancing in that town from Footloose, because I saw <laughs> this episode and knew what could happen. Uh, yeah, it, so, yeah, he, he spins her right out the door, and... The, but, so, in subsequent scenes, then, in talking about this, and, like, he'll just reference, like, oh, yeah, she danced out there, and then she, uh, you yeah, know, then she, uh, caught her chin on the piano there, huh? she had to have her jaw wired shut, huh? yeah, when she woke up from being unconscious, she told security never to let us in the building again, and, like... But Tim, lucky
0: for her, or lucky for us, she thought we were elderly Japanese people.
1: <laughs> and he, like, he keeps... Chuckling at the notion of this woman breaking her jaw because he, like, like he was he was clowning and fucking up the class. She did what any good teacher would do to try and salvage this for all the other paying customers in the class, and brings him out on the dance floor to try and include him and actually show him some value from this. He hurts her, and then it's a source of humor for him. Yeah, for the rest of the episode, this would work really well on It's Always Sunny, or or <laughs> right. on, or on BoJack Horseman, where it's like. You know, uh, I tried to do a good thing for Diane, but then... (laughs) no that's it but like you know he tries to do a good thing and then his his inherent issues ruin the thing and then Bojack spends the rest of the episode trying to atone for it and learning things about himself and not really doing it all the way but that's part of it but here it's all just kind of we're supposed to be laughing and rooting for Tim like he's a lovable scoundrel
0: maybe maybe by season six he'll be lamenting what he did to Miss Kearney (laughs) Kearney whatever her name is the the ghost follows him around (laughs) yeah maybe maybe that'll be the thrust of the the final seasons here. Um, let's, you know what, let's go to a little more joyous of a scene. Yes. Uh, the kids had a babysitter while the while the parents were out.
1: And while it wasn't our favorite babysitter, Sir Larry, it was our favorite human,
0: Sir Al. Sir Al. And uh, you know, I, I had written in my notes, because Jill had stepped away in the previous scene to go check on the babysitter. Yeah. Uh, and I wrote in my note, <gasps> Sir Larry, I know we we were I think we both felt that charge, <laughs> and then we see that Al is uh babysitting the kids, and we've speculated maybe Sir Larry is Al's father. is he taking over for his father who He's... who's still in that trunk <laughs> in his closet yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but the so the kids are trying to do the same prank to Al that they did to Tim at the beginning of the episode um I have some questions. Why? 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 Why is well, Al asleep while watching the kids? <laughs> well,
1: now I think it's a bit of Randy-esque uh, misdirection. Okay. Because as we see, they you know he's he's splayed out there, and they spray shaving cream on both his hands and start tickling his nose. It doesn't seem to be working. Doesn't seem to be working. Uh, Brad and Randy get a little too close, and then Al smashes his uh, whipped cream-covered hands into both of their faces. Yeah. And then like Randy's behind, or like Mark's behind him, and he like. Grabs Mark in a headlock and pulls him down onto the couch. And then the, they're all just kind of wrestling. and Just going like, yeah. <laughs> and,
0: and Truman just leans over to me and goes, why is this show not about Al taking care of these kids? Why is Tim on the show?
1: It would be <laughs> so much better. Al has such great chemistry with the boys. Yeah. I seriously, if season three starts with them at Tim's funeral and then it's like Al standing there beside Jill, who's like dabbing it at tears and and Al going like, well, Jill, before he died, I promised Tim that I would always be there for you. And then it's like Jill and Al kind of co-parenting. Yeah. as like good friends.
0: And then Brad turns off a black and white TV and laughs. <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly.
0: <laughs> I'm sure this is what's going to happen now. <laughs> I... But we even get a moment uh, later in the scene when uh, – so Tim and Jill come home um, moments after this. Uh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I can't remember what it was that, that – uh prompted the response, but Al was like, Oh good, I can get to um uh, uh oh he says can I come back tomorrow night? Yeah after Jill's like, Well that was a disaster. Yeah. So no. Uh
1: well it's it's like I can come back tomorrow night while you guys go to your next lesson and she says, Oh we're not going back there because they described us to security. Yeah. And then Yeah
0: Yeah, but so they come back. Tim and Jill come home, yeah. Yeah. And Al
1: departs to go off to uh bingo night with his yeah. family.
0: I, I well, he, he can get second round of bingo night because they came home early.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I'm just, I, I got it. just one more thing on Al with the kids though. Yeah, it's just, it, it really, it, it's, it's really striking because Al, like Tim is right now the weakest link of the show. And that's why I'm so pissed about this episode and so concerned that maybe we're reaching the point where we don't like it because because al is is this fun multifaceted character who has all these geeky dorky sides to him, and it's like, "Ah, al, why can't you get together?" but then also he's sweet and fun and like he doesn't have this sense of grievance and anger and constant outrage at everything non masculine that Tim does and if you know TV is a medium where you invite people into your home, I want to invite Al to my home right. forever. I don't <laughs> want
0: I I want to I want to put a new lock on my door so Tim doesn't come in. Maybe maybe Tim will change his tune by the end of this season. I I'm really hoping for that. You know, I'm trying to keep a positive outlook. I hate being too critical, but
1: uh, Of course. You know,
0: it's part of our job. We, that's <laughs> what we we signed up for in doing this, so. We knew we wouldn't love it all. And and you know, look, Tim Allen,
1: talented actor. No one is disputing that. Yeah, Just he's not mm-hmm. He's not doing great. Like, I don't like the
0: way his character is in this, yeah. this spot. So the the way... The, I don't know if you remember what this episode's about. Not quite, no. Because <laughs> we got so sidetracked with all this dancing. Yeah. Uh, this episode's about Tim having learned what his anniversary gift is. Without Jill, uh, he, he ruined the surprise. Oh, right. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So in this scene, after Al leaves, he lets slip... That, uh, you know, in one of these things, like, oh, well, it's not as good as the wheel, the wheel, we, we, the wheel, we get a, we get a... Oh, no, the steer, he's, he's trying to say steering wheel. Oh, yeah, steer. steer.
1: The, the, the the steer, I was gonna get you a steer for the backyard, milk
0: and meat from the same animal. Uh, so he lets loose that he knows what Jill got him. Um, which is, you know, this really special gift that she put a lot of thought into, reached out to the Andretti brothers. Yeah. Uh, now you got me doing it. <laughs> Father and it. son. The Mario Andretti to get the steering wheel. And uh, so she's, like, very upset, rightly so, mm. that he ruined the surprise and that she can't see his face. And, like, that's the whole point of getting someone a gift is to, like, be yeah. able to to enjoy them, enjoy it. Yeah, see the reactions. Yeah, um. So they get in a they get in a little fight about this, and yeah. and that's how that scene ends. Yeah, uh,
1: and yeah, so and this is a real fight. This is actual anger, and I think Warren did, and I was really like, yeah, Jill, you get yours. Yeah, uh. So from there, we
0: transition to a completely pointless tool time scene. Oh yeah, yo! This tool time segment, like they they are taking a note from us, and they had like a product corner. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> where they're you know peddling the new Binford products. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're talking about the nail gun again pulling a same joke that they had in the first season where Tim accidentally shoots off the the nail gun. I actually think this one's executed a little bit better. Because he he shoots it, and it hits the cameraman, and the camera of Tool Time and what we are watching on our screen actually, like, wavers upwards toward the ceiling. uh, And Tim apologizes, and they they put the nail gun down. But do they do another take? No. Nope. (laughs) Because it's a live TV show, maybe? I don't know. Get it in one. (laughs) Um, But I also did kind of like the... uh, (laughs) <laughs> the writing of the Binford, uh, uh, tagline or the slogan, I should say, yeah. which is Binford. Uh, you know, it's a Binford or, um, if, if it doesn't say Binford, it's made by somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is about the best slogan you could possibly have.
1: Uh, yeah. Also after they do the slogan, they finally use our interstitial music, <singing> <speaking language> which I always like.
0: Um then they go into the the actual episode of Tool Time um where they are introducing they got my hopes up I'm not going to lie yeah, yeah. They, they they really got my hopes up I know a man named Jerry is about to come out uh and it's not the Jerry I know and love. No, no, hardly. But he seems like a nice fellow. I, he seems nice. He hasn't been on TV before. He's a little nervous. <laughs> he comes out to present to him this certificate uh, from the Home Builders Association, Detroit Home
1: Builders Association. Uh, yeah.
0: It's to un- to uh, to present him with this, the scroll he calls it, and it's like a piece of paper rolled up on what I just assume is like, um, you know, like the the wire grating that you hold. Uh, 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 Firewood on, yeah, yeah it's or like uh, a luggage rack almost.
1: It's like, yeah, it's just like two Y shaped wire things set in a wooden base yeah. that holds this rolled up proclamation, yeah, that they then unfurl to read.
0: So it's like, why? It's this, uh, so and then he reads it, you know. So Tim says, Okay, since it's your first time on, on camera, make sure you speak in a very clear, loud voice. Mm. And the guy goes, We would like to, sorry. Yeah. Uh, you know, announce this uh, certificate to to Tim Taylor for promoting safety. Blah 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 blah. But the way that uh, th- this really plays out like a Mel Brooks scene. It feels like, yeah, because he, the guy Jerry pulls the the sc- air quote scroll. Yes, uh, and he holds it like a scroll, but it's just an eight and a half by eleven piece of legal paper. <sighs> And he's holding it outward like he's reading a proclamation, but it's just like a printed certificate. Yeah, it's just like
1: pick up any piece of paper in in within grasp, hold it landscape style out in front of you, and that's with both hands, one on
0: top, one on the bottom. Got to keep a good grip on that. And the way that he is like over enunciating and over, uh, you know, using the volume of his voice, it just really felt like a Mel Brooks gag to me. Yeah. Um, And then there's a few cutaways as you know they learn that Tim's being commended for. Uh, promoting safety, uh, through his quote-unquote put-on acts of uh, destruction and mayhem. Uh, Those aren't the words that they use. um, And then there's cutaways to Al, who, like, he first gives a little snort when he realizes they're, you know... uh, Safety award. Yeah. And then when he realizes that, oh, no, this is, like, uh, Tim's gonna get this without any repercussions... Mm -hmm. There are a few cutaways of him looking legitimately disappointed and sad. Yeah, that come into play not at all. There's a music cue that's like
1: as we leave the scene, or the sort of <laughs> like the sort of music that says no. Al isn't just letting this roll off his back like normal. Al's actual feelings are hurt by this. Yeah, but does it get referenced? No, no. Would have loved to have seen the episode go that way. Yeah, would have you know. Really- start the
0: episode there
1: and play that out. I'd like to see that. I'm just I'm, I'm just going to say, not to harp on the Al being the star of the show thing too much, there were a few different episodes of Frasier when Kelsey Grammer either directed the episode or was in drug rehab, and they just focused the whole thing on Marty and, like, uh, <laughs> Niles and yeah. Roz, and it was hilarious. I'm just saying they could I'm, stand to do a couple of these. I'm
0: sure that they'll get to that point eventually. Yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you what I was disappointed about. What were you disappointed about? In the scene, specifically. The absence of
1: somebody. Oh, oh, right, of course. Well, then you, you probably mean uh, real Jerry, the producer, right?
0: <laughs> yes actually <laughs> I do miss uh, I do miss Jerry but I also miss Maureen that's who you mean nah, less so but you know it'd be nice to see her again oh uh, the k b construction guys <laughs> it's always fun to see the k b construction yeah, guys yeah it is it is I miss I'm of too. course talking about uh, oh I'd recognize that theme music anywhere it's Pam's Corner But Jesus no cut that out okay we got a little Pam's Corner this week that's great uh this is a, a nice, weird, short one. <laughs> that's, that's what she said. <laughs> I hear that all the time. Um, okay, so in December 2009, Great year. Pamela Anderson guest starred as the Genie of the Lamp. In the pantomime of Aladdin at the New uh, Wimbledon Theatre in Wimbledon, uh, in South uh, West London. Oh, interesting! Yeah, Anderson took over the role from a comedian named Ruby Wax, with uh, former EastEnders actress Anita Dobson and comedian Paul O'Grady. Um, so they got a bunch of a British bunch of names, bunch there. of
1: British ass actors <laughs> on a British stage, plus Pamela Anderson playing the genie in aladdin well that's that's very interesting she is unlikely casting for that but i would actually love to see her in that role because i think she whether or not i like it she'd probably make some interesting choices that i've not seen before
0: you know and uh to take it one step further i would actually watch a uh modern reboot of uh i dream of genie with pamela anderson in the barbara eden role
1: yeah that wouldn't be half bad either yeah i'd like that she she's
0: working in theater that's been uh, this week's Pam's Corner. Uh, the corners get smaller and smaller as you go deeper into the season. We have ten more to go after this, or maybe nine. I think this is the, the yeah, we're counting down. So ten. Nine. No, we, eight. We, no, you're going too oh, many weeks oh. ahead. Okay, sorry. <laughs> we got to do it one week at a time. So next week will be nine. nine. And eight. Then, yeah, but but we'll do it in week orders.
1: I'm already excited for this. <laughs> we'll, we'll do a super cut where it seems like we're just counting right down. <laughs> <laughs> okay well we're back to the normal dumb shit that we're doing um
0: tool time takes us to the wilson
1: scene yes where uh tim goes out back to talk to wilson wilson is chopping wood yeah tim says how much wood could a wilson chop if a wilson could chop wood yeah and then wilson says i chop a, a cut i'd cut a cord. i'd cut a cord of Cedar, I don't know. Oh my god, you're
0: bleeding from the eyes. Right I know, now. I know. It's
1: too much. It, you should see when I do math; it actually squirts out. So this is worse. gross. Uh,
0: yeah, but he comes back with some amazing alliteration. Yeah, without missing a beat. Yeah, um, and Tim. So he goes, "Problem, Tim." At which point, I'm like, "You know what, Al, uh, Wilson? You're 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 goading. You're goading there. I mean, yeah. you're, you're asking for it. You don't ask Tim if he has a problem because he always has a problem. Why would Tim be in the backyard if he didn't have a problem?" <laughs> uh, and he says. I can't dance. And Wilson responds, I won't ask you. <laughs> Funny exchange. Yes. This whole scene plays out. Oh, yeah. And then <laughs> it ends with them dancing. He asked. So the the way that the scene plays out is that uh, Wilson starts talking about uh, going to a zen-like place when you're starting to dance. Mm. Uh, and he... Correlates this to um, the Indy Five Hundred, and and you know you're on the racetrack, you're taking the corners. I don't know what Tim's obsession is with acting out everything that Wilson is talking about, and doing sound effects for and, it, and always talking in his grunt voice when he's only with Wilson, and he's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh I yeah. oh, yeah. oh, yeah. got it. Yeah. Uh, so Wilson's having him go through this uh, Indy car pantomime in the yeah. the backyard to prove his point that like if you think too much, you're going to crash yeah uh same goes with dancing mm-hmm. uh watch you know i just get in my thing and then wilson starts doing a little cha-cha dance landon is doing kind of one in his seat right now too I, I, great. are you a dancer <laughs> not not hardly but, but i mean, mean I do you like that. to dance
1: Nah, I mean, get me in the right. You don't even need to finish. No the, one's
0: around. <laughs> finish the, any any statement that
1: begins with "ah" is a no. Because I'm telegraphing <laughs> myself. I'm not a dancer. I'm not light on my
0: feet at all. <laughs> uh, I I enjoy. I do. I can't help myself sometimes getting into it. Sure, uh, sure. Now, hey man, I'll when, when the first to A Talking Head song
1: plays. Oh my you know, god,
0: forget about it. Get Genius of Love playing. <laughs> Look, even I, I can't resist Genius
1: of Love. <laughs> James Brown. Um, to
0: to all of the talking heads heads out there who got that joke, we salute you. <laughs> That's ACDC. Um, so anyhow, Wilson gets into this cha-cha dance, and then he goes, come on, Tim, get into it with me. So he literally lies at the beginning of the scene when he says, I'm not going to ask you to dance. I... <laughs> And that's your... that So so that's on, on Wilson. God is fallible now. Listen, you put me in a critical state of mind. I'm going to start nitpicking every corner of this thing. Hey, man, I, <laughs> I, I won't dispute that. So, but anyway,
1: so then Wilson basically is teaching Tim how to dance from opposite sides of the fence. And to complement the direction here, it's a cool thing where the camera goes up on a crane and looks down and they're mm-hmm. both doing these dance moves with the fence between them. And right. It's cool. But Tim, like... It takes about five seconds, and then all of a sudden Tim's like, hey, I think I got it, Wilson, thank you. And he yeah. dances
0: out of the yard. So Cuts all- to, cut to like a few hours later. I, yeah. that's, I mean, maybe it's the next day. I mean, it's certainly not enough time to learn how to dance. But we go to the next scene where Tim's like, it's their anniversary night. They exchange gifts. He gives her the, the sweater that she bought for herself that he mm-hmm. picked up. She gives him the steering wheel, and he's like, okay. We're still going to go to Excalibur. She's like, I told you to cancel those reservations. He's like, I think you're going to be, I think you're going to like what's in store here. And he puts on some cha-cha music and he starts non disco dancing. Yeah, some actual.
1: And it looks like he actually learned something.
0: Yeah. So I, I how Wilson, you know, maybe in his divine beingness, yeah. just implanted the the matrix like skill into the back of Tim's head. Yeah, you're you're, you're blending a lot of like uh, cultural <laughs> beliefs there between the Matrix and Christianity. Put his hand through the fence right oh, into the, right into the back of Tim's head and just uploaded all of the cha cha moves. <laughs> And These then, are sentences that I'm saying, and I am
1: a grown man. Tim Tim puts on his wraparound shades and goes, "I know cha cha." <laughs> Hugo weaving, you know, drops down onto the rooftop beside him, and they just dun 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 dun. dun. Oh, I want a gif of that. Um, it would have to happen
0: in a movie first. We need some funding. Uh, but as he's dancing across the 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 living room into the dining room, he then whips. The tablecloth off of the the table without disrupting any of the candle the massive candlestick holders that are there all of a sudden yeah or the tablecloth that's never been on that table before <laughs> and uh, he wraps it around Jill and they start you know doing the cha cha and it's, it's a little
1: hey, sexy it's, uh, it's, yeah, well, it's uh, huh. not you know, not that if you're into that
0: sort of thing I don't know <laughs> uh, and they they make up and she's impressed and um, and that's that. You know, what I pick up from this is that Tim goes to
1: a ballroom dancing class and doesn't learn shit about dancing, but then he has a brief talk with Wilson and kind of watches the top of Wilson's head as Wilson dances, (laughs) and then he's a master. Yeah. And somewhere in the interim, he learns how to yank a tablecloth off a table without disturbing any of the plates and dishes. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe Jill took another
0: nap, and this has all been a dream. (laughs) Really,
1: the show started getting super weird after Jill fell asleep for that dream and look who's not talking. I'm really holding to the new heart theory that she's dreaming the whole show sans the first like ten episodes. Oh man. Um so we, yeah, go ahead. No, I
0: was just going to quickly do a detour to the grunt count. Oh, um well yeah, we, we'll this is yeah. finish the episode yeah, yeah, real quick. We have out. one, one stinger. Yes. Which we come back from the commercial break to our stinger, which is Jill uh attempting the tablecloth move. And just throwing Tim's cereal in his face and everything everywhere. Yep. And it was probably the fastest stinger that we've ever had. Yeah. And it was just like, we don't need any more jokes than just Jill
1: trying to do the thing that Tim did and screwing it up. Which, to be fair, typically it's Tim trying to do the thing anyone else did and screwing it up. So this is refreshing. Yeah,
0: it was nice to see Jill uh, cause a little destruction. Yeah. Uh, So now...
1: Uh, You know, let's just definitely always keep that going, because that's going to be, I think, the strongest bit from our show. Uh, This week's grunt count uh, was nine. Nine? Nine. Nine? uh, Nine. Nine, 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 nine. nine, Quit doing the Hitler mustache. (laughs) I'm not doing the mustache. I'm just doing the Hitler pounding the table in Glorious Bastards. Totally different Hitler reference. (laughs) Um... Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say, man. He grunted nine times. It, he didn't do most of them to a ventriloquist dummy, so I can't <laughs> yeah, say anything right. about that. Um, uh,
0: yeah, you know, it, I did notice something about the grunts in this episode. Wh- what did you notice? That they tend to come out in the Wilson scenes.
1: Yeah, uh, as we kind of
0: discussed already, you yeah. know, he he tends to speak in more grunty tones in that. But when he, you know, I think it's like he always has his his three grunt cluster when he yeah. like. Gets a realization or an understanding of something oh uh, so it would make sense that they come out in the Wilson scenes more often, but
1: yeah, and there were a couple of them in there when the guy at the dance thing recognized oh, yeah. him from tool time, there's always some grunting back, oh, and there forth. was a
0: whole thing that we didn't touch on with that in the grunting because he he goes oh you must be so he goes uh the the guy that comes up to tim that recognizes from mm -hmm. tool time goes oh you're the guy from the tv that goes and he goes oh you must be mrs oh oh, oh." and she goes oh no no that's my married name uh this is jill yeah Uh, that's my married name my my maiden name is (laughs) and another weird surreal like joke Again, that felt like a David
1: Lynch moment, where just, like, everyone just barks at each other and makes grunting noises. Yeah,
0: and I don't know if you noticed Patricia Richardson's uh, uh, reaction to her own noise after she did that, but there was a sort of sense of, like, this is f- ridiculous. That's that's why episodes like these are kind
1: of hard for me, because I feel, I can see Patricia Richardson being <laughs> like, I'm a better actor than this, y'all, yeah. why am I doing this? And it's like, ah, uh, oh, man, I... I <laughs> uh, just it's it's kind of it's kind of sad to see somebody who really had like she she could have like real film acting chops yeah. and I mean you know uh she's taking care of her kids she's making money God
0: bless no one's judging but just to have her yeah, be we, there just barking at at a random person on set yeah I, yeah I know and I'm I wouldn't feel too bad for her acting I mean she was in Yuli's Gold with uh, Peter Fonda around this time. Well, 97. But she's gone on. She's doing lots of theater stuff now, too. Maybe she's working with Pamela Anderson. Hey, that'd be great. That'd she, be a little, she was little just region. in um, Cruel Intentions on on the stage over on the East Coast somewhere. Oh, damn. Yeah. We should have taken a Grunt Work field trip out there. I, I'm it. sorry. Uh, Cruel Intentions, the musical.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. That's exciting. That's, yeah. that's really interesting. Still. Now we definitely should go see that. <laughs> uh,
0: so there you go.
1: Yeah. Well... Yeah, so I'd say not a great episode, yeah. uh, but I'm really hoping that they write the ship for next week.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm hoping that this is just kind of the the middle of the season slump mm-hmm. that, you know, in a few episodes like um Sweep's week has to has to occur, right? And they're they're going to have a big guest on there. It's going to be a big set piece. There's got to be something to bring everything back. I, I would hope so. I would hope so because every other time we think
1: that the show is on some sort of trend or following some sort of pattern, it throws us off. So it's true. You know that the next one will probably be better than Arrested Development.
0: I'm sorry. I was just looking at the title of next week's episode, and uh, it's it's pretty. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty nuts. Okay. I'm I'm excited. This is a good, this is a good lead in for next week. Yeah. There you go. Uh, do you have anything else we didn't cover in this episode? I have got nothing else. I've got uh, many, many other things I should be doing with my time. <laughs> uh, but I'm here for you guys. Um, the show notes for this week's episode will be posted on our website, which is www.gruntworkpodcast.com. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love your commitment to that. I mean, yeah. I, yeah.
1: Well, you know, I take it seriously. Yeah, man. you do. No,
0: I do love your commitment to it. Thank you. Uh, if you enjoyed this week's episode, uh please share it wherever you can. It really helps others find us plus every time you share us, we won't spin you out the doorway when
1: we're trying to dance with you. Oh, thank God. Yeah, I know. <laughs> or you could just like stop moving. I, either way, it's a joint effort.
0: I know, but I you know, knowing myself, I would probably still crack my jaw on a, a piano somehow. We'll move all the pianos out of the room before we do it. <laughs> Uh on our website you can sign up for our weekly newsletter to get notified of new episodes as well as uh exclusive content. Uh you can uh follow us on the social media places, which is at GruntworkPod. And with that, who have you been? I've been Truman Caps. Who who have you been? The Grunt Creep. Oh shit! <laughs> I've changed my shape on <laughs> your
1: voice, no! <laughs> oh god, well come back next week for more of this icky uncomfortable thing.